What's up, fanboys and fangirls? Welcome to another Review Point podcast, coming to you, of course, from fanboysanonymous.com. I am your host, as always, Tony Mango, and my target to review for this edition is Maze Runner 3, otherwise known as Maze Runner The Death Cure. As far as the Review Point podcast goes, everybody, if you are unfamiliar with how this is broken down, it's pretty simple. I basically just go out on a whim and talk about the things that I liked and disliked about the movie. Positives and negatives are hereby referred to as hits and misses, and that's basically it. It's sort of a movie review, it's sort of a uh, pros and cons kind of breakdown, and it's also a little bit of a stream of consciousness type thing, because I'm just not going to write notes down uh, for couple ones here and there. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to try something a little bit different when it comes to stream of consciousness type stuff on fanboys and just let whatever happens happen. Uh, but I will warn everybody ahead of time that there's going to be a good, good portion of this that's going to be spoilers. And I will tell you when I get to that spoiler part. First things first, a non-spoiler review. Uh, essentially, if you have seen Maze Runner 1 and Maze Runner 2, which was the Scorch Trials, if I'm remembering correctly, name of, you're going to see this movie. So I highly doubt that if you're somebody who hasn't seen those two, you more than likely are not going to go see this. So you probably even know what happens if you've read the book, maybe. I didn't read the books, so I didn't know what happened. And that's why for somebody like myself, I wouldn't want to have checked uh, spoilers ahead of time. Uh, I was... A fan of the first movie, and that made me convinced that I wanted to see the second and onward. The second one I didn't really like as much, and I feel like the whole tempo changed and the whole tone changed a little bit here and there. It just became a different franchise, sort of. And part of me almost kind of wishes that they didn't make a second and a third one. And that's not to say that this was a bad movie. In fact, I think if you liked the first one and the second one, then you're going to like the third one. Uh, if you didn't like the second one, you're probably not going to like the third one. It is more like the second one than it is the first one. So that's something to keep in mind. But more than likely, if you hated the first one, you're probably not going to like either of these and so on and so forth. Kind of thing. Uh, this was an adequate enough end for the series as far as I was concerned. Uh, they took a couple little changes from what I expected. And then they fell into some traps of some other things that I kind of did expect. And they ended up being predictable. But predictable doesn't necessarily mean bad. Uh, there's a reason why the killer is in the house is something that works in horror movies. Cause if the killer was five blocks away, then somebody would be able to run. You know, <laughs> it's just, that's the way that it goes. You fall into tropes because a lot of the times those are the best ways to do certain things. And this movie, I don't think that the tropes that it falls into are necessarily the bad ones. It's not like it's like, uh, we had a misunderstanding, so we're, we're going to argue with each other, and that's going to cause half the plot is because you didn't want to take two seconds to listen to me. Like, that happens a lot in these, like, kind of, like, teen dramas and stuff, and uh, thankfully they didn't fall into that kind of thing here. It ended up being people just working towards a goal and running into some problems along the way. So... I would say if you liked the other two, see this movie. If you didn't like the other two, you can skip it because it's not going to give you anything different that you didn't see in the other ones. And for the most part, I thought it was okay. Uh, I'm glad that I movie passed it, so I saved money. Um, I haven't seen any movies this month yet, and I'm actually a little bit late on this. The movie came out January 26th or so. I think it was the 26th. 
And this is February 4th or 3rd, technically, kind of, when I'm recording this, but it'll be up on the 4th. So, uh, yeah, it was one of those things where I went to actually go see it by myself. Nobody wanted to go see it out of all my friends. Nobody was interested. And I wouldn't be too shocked if that's the same for anybody else that's kind of interested in the movie. But it's something to keep in mind if you are interested in checking out a new franchise and you want to see these three, go ahead and watch the other two and then go watch this one when it's in theaters. It's just going to be better that way. And that'll do me in for the non-spoiler portion of this. So from now on, spoilers, if you've not seen the movie yet and you don't want to know what happens, bookmark this and go watch the movie and come back later on. But if you don't care about spoilers, by all means, continue listening and we will talk about whatever we're going to talk about here. So as I mentioned before, I am trying something a little bit different when it comes to preparation of fanboys content. And if you like it, let me know. If you don't like it, let me know. Where I'm not going to be planning things out as much as far as meticulously detailing all of my thoughts ahead of time and trying to essentially read them and just kind of go more on the fly. I mean, I never used to like read them, read them, but I at least used to break down the hits and the misses and write down all of my notes ahead of time. And then I would bounce around and whatever. Now I'm going to just try to just uh, see where my brain takes me. So the first thing that I want to mention is one of the hits that I have is I like the dynamic of certain characters that isn't the normal thing. I mentioned this in the non-spoiler portion of this where they could have just easily fallen into traps and it could have been like falling into traps, falling into tropes. See, there you go. Not planning that out where I kind of expected certain characters to die. And I thought that the way that they would do certain relationships ended up being slightly different. And then that changed my opinion of who would end up dying. Uh, Unfortunately, my boy Newt, my favorite character out of the whole bunch, he ended up having to go and when the story started to form as we need to find Minho, then I sort of realized, all right, they're not going to kill off Minho. Because Minho, going into this movie, I was assuming Minho was going to be the one that was going to end up getting killed. And the more that I thought about it, the more I was like, well, you know what? Isn't it a little bit weird if Minho gets killed, considering there's uh, Thomas's character and there's Newt and Teresa and uh, I cannot remember the other kid, Frypan, that's his name. and. It would have felt a little bit weird if just, like, the Asian guy got killed kind of a thing. And Minho had already gotten captured, so that was another thing. And I started realizing a little bit towards maybe, like, the first quarter of the movie. I was just like, oh, okay, Newt's Newt's done. Newt's going to get killed. I thought that he would actually get, like, killed, killed. Uh, I didn't think that he'd be infected and it would be a whole thing like that because I also don't remember too much about the movies as far as like specific meticulous details go. Uh, You know, this isn't the same as like a Marvel film or a Star Wars before The Last Jedi kind of ruined it for me where I can have you be like, all right, well, this is a reference to what is it? And I'll be like, oh, well, that's from this part in this thing and whatever. I don't know my Maze Runner stuff. I mean, I remembered the characters' names for... Thomas and Minho, and that was it. I didn't remember any other characters' names, so uh, you know, I knew that there was like the head of the military operation, and then there's the blonde woman who was head of the whole wicked thing, and you know, I, I remembered that the characters had existed, but I actually forgot about some of the characters. I had forgotten about Aris, a pointless character, it seems, in this one. Didn't do a goddamn thing. Uh, so, Aris, Aris is a negative. Aris is a, a miss. Boo. Thumbs down for Aris. But 
Uh, thumbs up for Frypan. He was kind of a funny little side character. I liked him. Um, thumbs up for Newt. He plays a very important Lancer type character. Um, speaking of tropes, not really Lancer as far as like being uh, the opposition negative type person, but more so just the second in command, I guess, kind of. Um, Minho was out of commission for a good portion of this, so Minho couldn't fulfill that role. And Newt was like the the best bud kind of thing. So I like Newt. Uh, Thomas Brody Sangster, that guy, man, he needs to be a bigger star. Like, he's somebody who I kind of imagined by now he should have been in a superhero movie or something. And for that matter, uh, Dylan O'Brien, dude, this guy has to be either Nightwing or Red Hood. I mean, he was in the running for potential for Spider-Man, and in retrospect... I think I was wrong in thinking that he would be a really good choice for that. I think that uh, they ended up going with a better person with Tom Holland. But the kid, Charlie something from Red Band Society and Dylan O'Brien are two that I think just kind of need to be the the Robins to a certain extent. Like, give me Dylan O'Brien as Dick Grayson and then give me the Charlie, whatever his name is, as Jason Todd. That's what I'm I'm hoping for, man. Because Dylan O'Brien, man, he's if he doesn't get a chance to be like Dick Grayson or something now, he needs to be a superhero in the future. I don't know which superhero for sure. Maybe Batman if he gets old enough and end up having another Batman series or something. But I, I really think that Daniel uh, Daniel O'Brien, Dylan O'Brien, has a bright future ahead of him, and I also think he would be a kick-ass superhero. Um. So, thumbs up for Dylan O'Brien for the Thomas character. He's the same as he was before. He just fulfills that generic protagonist kind of role. And I liked him good enough. Thumbs up for uh, the hit when it comes to Minho, too, for doing his part. Minho's Minho. Uh, Giancarlo Esposito. He is not really shining all that much in this movie. And that's okay. I mean, it's not his movie. It's all about Thomas, so he's just kind of a, a bit supporting character. I liked him enough that if I were to have to give him a hit or a miss, I'd give him a hit, but it's not a really, like, strong one. And the same thing sort of for Brenda, uh, Rose uh, Salazar. She's fine. Like, uh, I don't dislike her. I don't really like her. I Part of me was kind of hoping that she would end up getting killed, but then... I kind of realized that she was a little bit more sympathetic than Teresa. So, uh, Kaya Scudelario, is that how you pronounce it? I think so. She was another one that I was just like, you know what? Either she ends up getting some kind of redemption and they end up continuing doing something where she's kind of like the head of like, uh, distributing this cure or she's death through, uh, sacrifice of some sort and redemption through death through sacrifice and then out of nowhere will Poulter pops up in a galley character and i'm like oh shit didn't he die in the first movie and they address it twice so it's just kind of funny that they do that because it's good because somebody like myself would have been like okay you're just ignoring that uh will Poulter is a dude who again i think that he has a strong future ahead of him he looks like such an asshole and he plays a good asshole so he's going to be a good villain for something i don't know what but I liked him in this. I liked that they brought him back. And I, too, thought that he would die. I thought that he would do another death uh, with a whole, like, redemption arc kind of scenario. You know, he 
died, but he comes back and he's a good guy this time around, but he had killed the little kid Chuck in the first movie. So you kind of want him to get a little bit of a comeuppance. He didn't get it. And part of me feels a little unfulfilled with that. Part of me thinks that maybe Newt shouldn't have died and Galley should have died instead. But then the other part of me goes, you know what? That's kind of a hit though, because if that would have happened, it would have been predictable a little bit. So I sort of commend them on the idea that they didn't do exactly what they were going to do, uh, as I expected. I did expect Barry Pepper's character to die. was surprised about that. Eh, kind of a miss. I don't really like his character all that much. It was, it was fine. Um, but he's just a dude. Nothing interesting about him. Big hit when it comes to Jansen, Aiden Gillen's character. Uh, he is just such a good asshole. Big hit when it comes to Walton Goggins, too. He looked menacing, and his character was kind of interesting. And for that matter, big hit for uh, Patricia Clark Clarkson. She wasn't as good in this one as she was in the other two as far as something dynamic to do, but she was good enough. And I kind of bought the sympathetic side to her at the end where, you know, she sort of turns a little bit and it becomes like, oh, I can see her point of view a little bit now. You know, you got to do what you got to do to save the human race. And she feels shitty afterward because she failed. And although she didn't fail, fail, uh, she basically did fail and she gets her death and everybody kind of uh, falls the way that they need to sort of. Uh, the end of the movie was a good enough satisfying conclusion for me where it's like the future is going to be okay once we figure it all out kind of things. But personally, I kind of feel a little bit let down that they didn't do something else. Maybe they would have had some kind of like, uh, well, see, that's a little bit tough off the top of my head. It's hard to think of something that isn't going to seem like it's like, well, it's a little contrived, but I, I like my story sometimes to have a full on wrap up where somebody is kind of explaining that the story is being passed down through generations. And maybe it would have been something with that rock. Maybe like that was something where we could have seen like, a couple more rocks, like a little, how about this? You do a transition, you show that rock at the end, and then you show a passage of time with the waves, and you see that more names are being added and more rocks are being added. And then the next thing you know, civilization is back to normal, and there's this monument, and it's for all the people that went through the whole thing and that they restored humanity in the future it took them decades and they're back to an even more normal kind of actual society and there's this legend of uh thomas and newt and minho and uh brenda and everybody like that that would be kind of cool i would have liked that a little bit better but if they keep it open-ended i can just assume that that's what's going to happen in the future so for the people that don't like that ending it's not headcanon for you so it's fine uh I liked the music in this. That was a hit. That was something that I'm going to have to look into. Maybe I'll end up getting the uh, soundtrack or something. I don't know. And there are some other little things here and there as far as like set pieces were kind of cool. Uh, the action was fine. I liked that. It was mostly a movie where everything was fine and nothing stood out to me as great, but nothing stood out to me as bad. So it was an overall just mediocre, fine teenage dystopian future type thing. 
Uh, I sort of wish the series would have stayed around the Maze Runner 1 type scenario where they actually were in the maze because that was the most interesting part to me. And when they went into the whole Scorch thing and then they did this where, you know, you're fighting against the society and stuff, it's kind of the same as what happened with Hunger Games to me where the first Hunger Games was the most interesting one. And you start getting into the more of the politics and stuff and uh, actually trying to survive some kind of horrible thing that happened in the future. And uh, I've seen it, you know, I've seen it enough times. So it didn't really do anything for me sp uh, to be like special and super, super interesting. But as far as the Hunger Games went, that I felt like it got worse and it just kind of ended and that was it. And this, I feel like it wrapped itself up a little bit more. Still about on par, you know, they're, they're like even for each other. Thankfully, they're not that fucking, uh, oh God, what's the name of that sh series? Um, the one with Shailene Woodley. Uh, I watched two of them. Uh, Divergent. Yeah. Yeah, those sucked. <laughs> those were not good. So that's why I stopped, uh, I didn't watch the third one or they didn't even make the fourth one, did they? No, they were going to try to do that on Netflix or something like that. And they didn't even end up doing it. So yeah, this is not a divergent. This is better than that. And I think that a lot of the cast have a bright future ahead of them. Spe uh, specifically Dylan O'Brien and uh, Thomas Brody Sangster and Will Poulter. Uh, so yeah, that'll do me in, I, I guess, for this. Because I don't really think that there's anything all that much more I need to say about it. I think that... It was good enough for what it was supposed to be. I'm glad that I didn't spend $20 to see it in some 3D IMAX bullshit. And I think that if you are the type of person that was interested in this movie, you probably would have already seen it. And you probably will see it if you haven't already seen it, no matter what I say. And you probably shouldn't have been listening to the spoilers. But if you are not interested in this movie, you probably didn't click on this video to begin with. And on top of that, you probably aren't going to see it. So... I don't think I'm going to be able to convince you one way or the other. I don't think that I need to. It's something that if you miss it, you're not really missing all that much. And if you see it, eh, it takes out two hours of your time or something like that. And it was fine. So thumbs up overall. I think it was a hit. It's just a, a mild, mild hit. But you give me a choice of hit or miss. It's either a good movie or a bad movie. Eh, it's good. Well, at least it's good enough. So if there is a good enough option, which is sort of just falls in between the two, that ricochet type of thing then good enough. Thumbs up, I guess. So anyway, let me know what you thought about Maze Runner, The Death Cure in the comments below. What do you think of my thoughts about it? If you want to chime in on that too, make sure that you also subscribe to the YouTube channel here on Fanboys Anonymous and ring the bell for notifications if you want to be aware of the next video that I post, which I think is probably going to be a Black Panther review. So stay tuned for that one. That one's going to be a lot more uh, detailed, I'm sure, because I'll, I'll probably be doing notes for that one. <laughs> uh, in the meantime, I want to just remind everybody, if you want to support us and to keep this channel going, play our videos as much as you can. The watch time is a huge, huge factor going forward. And if you want to make sure that we have something, even if we get monetized, uh, demonetized, I should say, if you want to make sure that we do have an incentive to continue going on, and I shouldn't really say we, it's mostly me, uh, it's kind of a one-man operation here for the most part, then um, hit up the Patreon, patreon.com slash fanboysanonymous, is that the link, I think? I think pretty sure it is. And a dollar a month, five dollars a month, 
$700 a month, whatever you got that you can spare some uh, change for, then uh, toss that my way and let me know that you want to keep this going on stuff. So yeah, keep that all in mind, everybody. And thank you for all the support that you have been bringing to the channel as it is over the past, however long we've been doing this. And I will see you when I see you. It's time for me to geek out, everyone. Adios. Thank you.